Shalom everybody, we're continuing uh, with where we left off in the Kutalachot, section of Ezer, the laws of matrimony, Hechot Ishut, discourse number 4, paragraph 19. At this point, based on the interpretation of regarding Avram Avinu and the entrance to the tent, the Petach HaOel, which is the entrance to the holiness, Vivnosin introduces us with an amazing insight based on that. He, like, he continues, he develops his insight, shows you connection now to Yoshua Binun, the disciple of Moshe Rabbeinu, as it relates to the entrance to the tent. Watch. V'zehu bechinat, V'yoshua Binun, Na'ar, Loyamish mitocha oil. This is now the concept of what it says in Shemot, chapter 33, verse 11, regarding Yoshua Binun, and how he was lucky to be out of the sin of the golden calf because he wasn't in the camp, in the camp of the Jewish people. He was waiting below the mountain for Moshe Rabbeinu. So it says, Yoshua Binun was a nar, a lad. What a funny term, a lad. Loyamish, and he did not move, did not budge from the tent of meeting. He didn't leave there. So he was always disconnected to any foolish activity done by the Jewish people. So he says like this, Yoshua is a representation, not just of the actual physical Joshua student of Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, Yoshua hu bechinat ha-talmid shel ha-tzadik ha-emet shenikra Moshe. Yoshua, Joshua, is the term we coin, the term we give to someone who is a disciple of the, of the true tzadik, and the truth tzaddik also being represented by Moshe Rabbeinu. Meaning, it's not just restricted to the actual physical Moshe and Yoshua, but whenever there's a, 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 a true tzaddik who has disciples, he's called Moshe and they're called Yeshua's, his Yeshua's, okay? So the Yeshua is the idea of the true, student of the true tzaddik who's called Moshe. <coughs> this idea is based on, he says, K'moshe katav admurzal, this is like Rabbi Nachman wrote in a book called Chaye Moharan. In English, it's been translated as Tzadik. That wherever, whatever, wherever place that you find a Rebbe, a student, and a student, that automatically creates the concept of Moshe and Joshua and the tent of meeting. Meaning, there's a whole, there's a whole transmission here. This, by the way, is connected to the Kutemuan lesson number six, where he goes into the concept of Moshe being the upper point and Yeshua as the lower point, and the Olmwe, the tent of meeting, as the Vav connecting the upper point and the lower point, making the letter Aleph. Uh, the letter Aleph has a Yud on the top, a Yud on the bottom, and a Vav in the middle. And in that lesson, he goes into what's represented, what is representation of the upper point and lower point. But in there also, you see that the lower point, Yeshua, has to go through a lot of tests and challenges, a lot of embarrassment and shame, etc. Rav Nossin will extend it here in an amazing way. Watch. Okay? So, This is why the student is called Yoshua. He still hasn't explained why yet. And this is why a student, we call a true student, any student, Joshua. Because there's something in his name. Al Shem Ya Yoshiacha. He's called Yoshua 
We know because Moshe prayed for Joshua when he sent him with the other 11 spies to spy out the land, right? In Parashat Shlach Lecha. So Moshe davened for his student, Yoshua, and he said, May God, may Ka, Yudke, save you. Okay, that's why he's called Yehoshua, because you have in the beginning Yud Hey, which is from the name Hashem's name Yud Kei. And he says also that the, the, the Torah itself says initially he was called Hoshea. And Moshe Rabbeinu called him Yehoshua, added the Yud to his name, so Yud Kei should be present in his name. And as if it reads now that Ka should save you. Vav Shin Ayin is like a, is, is taken from salvation. Yoshi Acha. So he's called Yoshua in that Hashem should save you. And this is like the rabbis explain in the Gemara, like the sages explain in the Gemara, Sota, page 34b. Now we're also going to explain what's going on here. Hainu. Watch this. Shekol chiyuto v'tikvato hu al kocho shel rabo hatzadik shemitpalel alav tamid ya yoshiacha. Wow. In other words, the whole sustenance of the disciple, the whole hope of the disciple, is entirely saying on the strength of his Rebbe, the Tzaddik, who's davening for him. The Rebbe, the Tzaddik, is davening for the student. What? You should be saved. Ka Yoshiacha. Why is the disciple called Yoshua? Because the disciple is going through so many tests and tribulations in life. He needs, above his own strength, some special force to help him. And what is that? That's the prayers of his Rebbe, the prayers of the Tzaddik, the true Tzaddik that he's following. If it wasn't for these prayers, just like by your, the actual physical Yoshua, if it wasn't for the prayers of Moshe on him, he would not have been saved from the slander and the evil plot of the spies. So Tuvanosan's writing here, every time there's a disciple and a Tzaddik, this disciple, as much as he's a disciple and receiving and being determined and, and committed to following the tzaddik, he will ultimately be needed to depend upon almost entirely the strength and the prayers of the tzaddik. He explains now, watch, even more. The tzaddik, the rabbi, Davin's first disciple, who's called Yeshua, that he should be saved from the advice of the evil side that are always, like we mentioned earlier, always attacking and spreading themselves out against the person, always, constantly. So Rav Nosson says this is now hinted to in the words in this verse here. Watch this. And, and this is the meaning that what the verse reads here in Shmot, chapter 33, verse 11. And Yoshua Binun was a lad. What is it coming to teach us that he was a lad? What's this insight? He's a lad. Nar, watch. Shafilu keshaya bivchinat nar. That even when the disciple falls in the aspect of being a lad, a nar, which means what? Like we say in Yiddish, nar. There's a word in Yiddish, narshkite. Narshkite in Yiddish comes from the word nar. The person's acting silly, acting young, acting childish. Okay? So watch, he explains. Bivchinat maase narut. This is mean, nar here is referring to acts of childishness. In other words, foolishness. Like stupidity in a way. Even if the disciple, Yeshua Benun, is a Nar, he still has the credibility that his Rebbe is davening for him. Look at unbelievable. Even though the disciple falls and he acts Narshkite, he does Masin Arut, 
he acts childish. Nonetheless, he's still not budging from within the tent. He's using this with Nosson to compare it to Avram Avinu also, that he was standing at the entrance of the tent. Likewise, Yoshua, even though the disciple has major attacks, and he even falls into them, becoming Nar, doing acts of Narshkait, he's fallen into acts of Narshkait, which is not proper for such a disciple. Nonetheless, the verse there in Shemot, chapter 33, says about him, he has not yet budged from within the tent. Ki af alpi chen amad etzel apetach arbe ad shedachak et atzmo letocha ohen velo mash mitocho vechanis kalel. Amazing, amazing. Avram Avinu is the initial stage of a Jew, waiting for them to open, and the tent, uh, the gateway to holiness. And once it's opened, so a person gets the title of being called the Talmud. He's now in the game. He's like quote unquote in the ball game now. Okay, so even if he's in. And even if he's in, he'll have setbacks. He'll do narshkait. So he's saying, of Nasim, nonetheless, even though Yoshua acts like a nar, he doesn't fall because of this and say, ah, it's not for me. Judaism is not for me. Becoming a, dev- a d- dedicated follower and disciple of Jud Sadiqim is not for me. He doesn't say that. Because you see, because a person says, look at me, look at my actions. And they, they contradict what I'm representing. He says, no, nonetheless, even if his actions is na'ar, na'ashkait, nonetheless, he doesn't budge from within the tent. By Avram Avinu, it says, he's waiting to enter the tent. Yeshua's ready within, mitoch, mitoch, from within. Because nonetheless, he stood, even though he was as he was, even though he was also a na'ar even before, he wasn't pushed back because of that. Because Yetzirah says to the person, look at your actions. Who do you want to be? Who are you trying to fool? You want to live a life of holiness and everything, but look at you with the internet and everything and all the garbage and schmutz that you're involved in. What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to fool? In marriages also, how the wife knows exactly how to put down her husband. Who do you think you are? Such a tzaddik and everything. I know, I know what you do and everything. And a person begins to feel real guilt and to think, so maybe it's not really for me. Maybe I should just back down on my yearning to come close, to become a true student of the, of the tzaddikim. I should back down. He says, no. He stands at the entrance of the tent a long time, Harbe, until he squeezes himself into the tent because it's all letting him in. He squeezes himself. Look at Rav Nosson's wording. Until he squeezes himself into the tent and Loma, she doesn't move from it as mentioned above. This is how a person gets in. He has to be stubborn waiting, and even then, when they open a crack, to push himself in, period. Unbelievable.